Start your business for the freedom of time. Now you're tired of the hustle and grind. There's gotta be a better way. It's time to listen to Chill and Prosper. Welcome to Chill and Prosper. You're ready to chill and prosper with Denise Duffield Thomas. Hey friend, it's Denise here and welcome to another episode of Chill and Prosper. I'm stoked to spend this time with you and I'm like, I'm stoked about today's thing. It's going to be so silly. So every now and again, I'll go and look through old blog posts and things and see what I was talking about because I was very prolific in the first couple of years of my business. I wrote so many articles. I did so many videos, um, especially when I was pregnant. I was like batching like a mofo, right? And so it was really fun to come across this article called What New Kids on the Block Can Teach Us About Money because I actually was going to do a reel recently about this exact same thing and I completely forgot that I'd already written a whole article about it. So please indulge me in today's episode because it's it's a bit fun and silly, but it, it has some good lessons too. So there's actually some surprisingly deep lessons in one of New Kids on the Block's song. It's step by step. <laughs> and have you noticed it always comes on when you're like shopping at Target and you're sitting there like, oh, step by step. And my um, my kids are always like, how do you know this song? I'm like, oh, I'm a 90s girl, baby. Um, so this song comes on all the time. And I what's funny is that I always know all the words. Like it falls out of my head completely and then it comes on and I know every single freaking word. And I wasn't even like a super fan girl of New Kids on the Block. I never saw them live. I don't even think they came to Australia when I was a kid. Um, I heard that they have an amazing cruise that you can go on and, and see them and see their shows. So let's let's meet up on a, if you're a 90s girl too, let's meet up on a New Kids on the Block cruise one time. But I think that we can learn some lessons about money from this song step by step, right? So as I said, I was going to do a reel. I actually went as far as I've got heaps of these suits, like men's suits, and I was going to play each of the New Kids on the Block. And then I just never got around <laughs> do it okay so um you know that song right step by step so step by step ooh baby gonna get to you girl and i know i can't sing but it's super fun right and so in the middle it's like step one and what's the first step one sing it with me ready step one we can have lots of fun so my first lesson about this is that making money can be fun like it can be fun to make money. And sometimes we get so serious about like doing our business, doing our launch and like doing the work that we forget that it's allowed to be fun and we're allowed to make money out of it being fun. And I've had different times in my business where I have lost the fun. I have lost the joy a little bit from overworking and just getting really serious about it, not taking any time off. And so let me tell you how I've managed to bring a little bit more fun into my business. So number one, I make sure that I go to conferences and events with other entrepreneurs. And I've changed this recently. I used to go to a lot more talky conferences where it was like lots of sessions, um, lots of learning, lots of stuff crammed in. And I'd like get there at nine o'clock and I'd sit there with my notebook and I'd take heaps of notes. And what I've like change that too recently and this could be really cool for you too is that I've gone to f more fun things with entrepreneurs so I've hired um, like 
Airbnbs and just gone away with a couple of entrepreneurial friends. I've gone to conferences that are a little bit more about fun, but with entrepreneurs. I have invited people to come and stay at my rose farm. Um, and like, I'm not, I've said to them, hey guys, this is just for fun. I'm not doing sessions. We're just going to hang out. And so we'd go like hang out in the pool and go, hey, um, what like email schedule is everyone using at the moment? <laughs> so you have those conversations, but it's way, way, way more fun hanging out with people who are in your space, but it doesn't have to be serious and it doesn't have to like even cost a lot of money, right? So that's one way I've added more fun into my life. The other way that I've added more fun recently is um, through just playing with marketing a little bit. And I can do this because I batch and schedule like the big stuff. Like I I batch my podcast. I batch this. I batch um, like doing my day-to-day social content. So then I have a little bit more bandwidth to play and to make silly videos and to make reels. Uh, And I sometimes I don't have the bandwidth for that, right? So where do you need to have a little bit more fun in your business? Is it by surrounding yourself with other entrepreneurs, um, talking about money, making it a fun conversation about money, um, or like having some bandwidth to just to create some silly, fun stuff in your business? Okay, so that's step one. We can have lots of fun. All right, so you remember, what's step two? Step two, there's so much we can do. Oh my God, there is so much we can do in our businesses. Okay, this is the learning from this, right? There are so many problems you can solve in your business. Oh my God, there are so many different things you can talk about. You have so many different zones of genius. You have so many things you're passionate about. And that can be so overwhelming. Like it really can be so overwhelming. And so you have to sometimes like have a simple system for you to choose what projects you're working on next. And the way that I do it is I have one big quarterly priority because, God, there's so much we can do, right? But my one quarterly priority might be batch my podcast. And then I know all the things that have to fall out around that, but that's the one big thing. And then if I have bandwidth, I do it. But I try not to give myself too many deadlines and I try not to um, do all the things. That means then I have to park some stuff for future, for the future. So if you look at everything that you have to do right now, you could write this into three different lists. You can do a now, next, later list. This really helped me because I, otherwise I found that everything feels like it's got equal importance and urgency and what is time, so whatever. Um, but for me to park it somewhere, to go, hang on, here's the stuff I need to do now. That's cool. That's the urgent stuff. What's next though? Just so I can know what's coming up and I can go, yeah, you're right there. It's cool. I'm not ignoring you. And then the later list is stuff that's like could be one to 10 to never, right? One to 10 years or never, but it's just parked it somewhere. So it's just not floating around and like you feeling like, oh, I really got to do that thing. Um, So there is so much we can do, but it's okay to not do everything now. It's okay to let things unfold. And it's also okay to not um, be everything to everybody. Okay. So sometimes people will ask me, um, I don't know if she listens to this podcast, but she sent me a text of like asking me this techie thing. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know, babe. And I had to give up that part of myself that just wants to solve every problem for everybody. Okay. And it's fine just to say no. 
it's totally fine just to say no. There's only so much we can do. Okay, so step one, we can have lots of fun. Step two, there's so much we can do and we don't have to do it all. All right, so what's step three? Do you remember? Step three, it's just you and me. Step four, no, I won't, I won't spoil that. So step three, it's just you and me. Okay, so here's the thing I want you to get around this is that um, I'm just like a normal person. I'm not perfect. I make heaps of money and yet I have not done anything perfectly in my business. All right, so when you look at, I mean, you might not even look up to me, right? But if you do, it's really easy sometimes to put other people on a pedestal and put your, like people who've written a book, you go, they must know something that I don't know. People who've done a podcast, oh, she must have something special that I don't have. Um, so anything that you look up to your mentors for and make excuses about why you're not allowed to have it, well, you know what? We're all just normal people. Stop thinking you have to be perfect before you're allowed to make money. Stop thinking that someone else has got this, you know, special skill that you don't have. You can figure out how to write a book. You can figure out how to do a podcast. You can figure out how to make money. We're just normal people. It's just you and me, babe. You know, we're just it's like we're just talking. You know, you, I don't know where you're listening to this, but um, I'm a normal person. You're a normal person. You're allowed to make money in exactly how you are at the moment. Okay, so step one, we can have lots of fun. Step two, there's so much we can do. Step three, it's just you and me. We're both normal people. And I will do step four and step five after this quick break. Bye. Denise has helped me massively up-level my mindset. I have read her first two books, Lucky Bitch and Get Rich Lucky Bitch, and I'm in the middle of reading Chillpreneur. I have not even finished it, and it has already made a difference in my life and business. Hi, I'm Sophia Oja, and I am a Squarespace web designer based in the Appalachian Mountains of North Carolina in the United States. In Chillpreneur, Denise shares an example of how she has built a keyless life. I won't go into details as you really have to read the book, but what she has done is shown me how I can give myself the permission to build a business around my needs, my lifestyle, and my aspirations. If you want to give your mindset a makeover and step into receiving abundance to uplevel your ability to grow and retain your income, then learning from Denise is going to shortcut your journey. She is full of golden nuggets of wisdom, which I'm so grateful she is so generously sharing through her books, her website, and her money bootcamp. Absolutely love her and her work. Okay, welcome back. We are talking about what new kids on the block can teach you about money. I'm going to totally do this as a series, by the way. I'm just going to like do a random celebrity generator. <laughs> what Marilyn Monroe can teach us about money. Oh my God, that's already. What Elizabeth Taylor can teach us about money. What uh, Meghan Markle can teach us about money. See, there's so many cool things. I will do this. You know what? Let's do it at a conference and we'll do like a um, random generator and then I'll just talk for an hour on each one of those topics. Okay, so step one, we can have lots of fun. Step two, there's so much we can do. Step three, it's just you and me. Step four. Do you remember what step four is? Step four, I can give you more. Now, <laughs> here's my big lesson <laughs> around this is stop over-delivering. Stop over-delivering. We can always do more. We can always be more. We can always add more bonuses. We can always help more people. And it's really hard to know what is enoughness. What is enoughness around this? 
oh, I struggle with this so much. But here's some practical ways that you can see about this more thing. So where are you over-delivering in terms of time? Are your sessions going over time? Are you trying to cram too much in? So recently I changed our money boot camp calls. Instead of 90 minutes, I moved them to 60 minutes because uh, I did a launch uh, challenge and I did 30-minute calls and I went, wow, you can cram a lot into 30 minutes. And I realized that the 90 minutes was about how can I give you more? How can I give you more information? How can I give you more of Denise? And it was too much. Like it's too much to expect people to sit and listen for 90 minutes, even if it's on something that they love. Um, So I I took that back because I went, I don't need to give them that. It's not useful. It's not helpful. And this could be the same with your clients. You might be giving them too much and it's actually, um, it's to their detriment. It's not teaching them anything. It's not teaching them self-reliance. I had a friend who had a mastermind and those her people on that were so reliant on her advice that they wouldn't take a poop without running it by her first. And I'm joking, but not really. They were like, I need you to look at this. I need you to look at this. Is this okay? Is this okay? And they stopped trusting their own intuition. And that was a really hard lesson for her. It was her first year of her mastermind and it was a painful lesson, but she learned it. And she learned to like to push back on things and to, you know, have office hours where this is when I'm available. Um, so where else are you doing it around time? Where are you doing it around energy? Maybe you're giving people too much. Um, you're trying to solve all the problems of their life again, you know, and you're you're branching, you're making your work too broad, you know. And I did this for sure with Money Bootcamp. I was like, oh, we have to talk about this and this and this and and debt and savings and and those things are in there. But what I had to do was go, hang on, I don't teach them how to do a lot of things. I teach them the mindset around it. I don't teach you how to create passive income, but we can talk about the mindset issue of that. And so for me, the um, the more line was what's in scope, what's out of scope. And that has to be stuff that you like doing, that you're good at, and that people want from you, right? You don't have to just keep on giving more and more for no reason. Here's another example so uh, my course, Money Bootcamp, is one of those courses that you pay once and then you're in forever. And that means that it's not a membership, which means that I don't feel the urge to create lots of new content for people all the time because it's not an ongoing it's not an ongoing membership. And so, yes, we tweak things. Yes, I add stuff. But it's always about the new member who's hearing it for the first time because the people who are there, um, you know, forever – they're coming back and, and doing the basics again when they need them with a new nuance for where they're at at the time, right? But a lot of people confuse their business models and they have something like that where it's a maybe it's a cheap course or it's a pop-up thing and you're going, oh, no, I have to keep on entertaining them. I have to give them more. Um, you might have a pop-up Facebook group for a course and people go, oh, can we just keep it open? And you go, oh, I guess so. Yeah, okay. Not realizing that everything you do has energy implications, has customer service implications. So we can be generous and we can still know where our enoughness line is when it comes to giving people more and more and more and more. Um, This is particularly important if you have physical products and, and stuff like that because your profit margin just can be just killed so quickly. You know, the packaging and things like that can, it can all add up. And so look at where you are over-delivering for no reason and over-delivering in a way that's costing you time, energy, money. Okay, so um, step four, 
I can give you more, uh, but you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> or I can give you more, but it's actually not in your best interest or highest good right now. I can give you more and that's enough. Okay. So yeah, step four, I can give you more. And then do you remember step five? Don't you know that the time has arrived? Huh. Um, okay, this is such an important lesson. Timing, timing, timing. Everything in business um, is about timing and everybody thinks that that's really real. <laughs> like there must be a perfect time. So I get people saying, what's the best time to send my newsletter? I go, when you send it. When's the best time to post on social media? When you do it. When's the best time to launch my course? When you do it. When's the best time to launch a book? When you do it. Um, I've seen people launch every single month of the year in different things. Um, like I think it works anytime. It's just what works for you and what works for your clients. And sometimes um, you can break the rules, right? Sometimes that's only the only time you can launch. And so, gosh, that's better than nothing. So with timing, I always remind myself that um, – like I create my own luck. Today is my lucky day. It's my time and I'm ready for the next step. And that's why I use that affirmation over and over again because people are waiting. Oh, Mercury retrograde. I can't I can't launch. Oh, um, I can't launch this year because I'm in a like one numerology year. So it's not my time to launch stuff. It's my time to begin stuff. Yeah, cool. I love all of that stuff. I love it, love it, love it. But sometimes you just got to get over the timing blocks and just – launch it like don't you know that the time has arrived pelvic thrust like don't you know that it's your time now and there's never been a better time like don't you know that like you're never going to be any younger than you are now so you've got to get over that excuse don't you know that like people are waiting to hear your message right now like don't you know that the time has arrived and you just got to do it okay so um you're meant for big things quit procrastinating it's time is now. Do it now. Um, you can't wait for the stars to align. You can't wait for the next full moon sometimes. You just got to do it and it's your time and you're ready for the next step. Okay, so that's what I've learned from New Kids on the Block. Isn't that fun? Isn't that so much fun? So, yeah, step one, um, we can have lots of fun. Step two, there's so much we can do. Step three, it's just you and me. I can't do that one. Step four. I can give you more. Step five. Don't you know that the time has arrived? Huh. Step by step. So that's the last lesson, right? Just do it step by step. Um, everything you can do in business is step by step. You can buy a course and learn it step by step. Um, but you just you have to start now. That's it. It's a journey. You're already on the path. You've got it. And by the way, my favorite new kid on the block was Donnie. I had this thing for bad boys like when I was a tween. I was like, oh, he's so bad. He's so naughty. Um, I loved Billy Idol for the same reason. So I want to hear who was your favorite new kid on the block um, and why. And if you've been on a new kids on the block cruise, you have to send me a picture. My social media is at Denise DT all across the web. I want to hear. And do you know what's going to be super fun? If um, you're really young and you're just like, what the freak is she talking about? Who? What? Um, I just assumed. Sorry for for assuming that everyone knew who kid, New Kids on the Block was. You can go and watch it on YouTube, step by step, by New Kids on the Block. All right, my lovelies, stick around. I've got one final thought for you right after this very short break. Hi, I'm Rosie Parsons, a personal brand photographer for female entrepreneurs in Devon, England. I read Get Rich, Lucky Bitch, and wow, it changed my life. 
I began to believe in my value and speak my prices with confidence. And I now have got people telling me on Instagram that I'm on their vision boards because they want to save up for a shoot with me. And I've gone from having 1k months to consistently 10k months. It's been amazing. I recommend Denise's book to everyone I meet. It's absolutely incredible. Hi, my name is Sarah Gio and I live in Seattle. I design sales pages for coaches at saradesign.com. I found Get Rich Lucky Be on Audible after friends told me about it and discovered I've been manifesting money for years without even realizing it. I had 100K in stocks, which helped me quit corporate to start my business, and 600K in home equity helped us find land for our dream house build. It was all right there for the taking once I was clear what I wanted. So read all of Denise's books if you want to learn how money can be fun and playful and how everything you want is at your fingertips when you're clear on your desires. Hi, and welcome back. And my final thought today is about um, the word greed. The word greed. So I was Googling the other day for an article, movies about money. And there was, you know, someone's already done it, like 30 movies about money. And what I noticed is that they're all about greed. So that's what they're really about. They're really about greed. Like Wall Street is about greed. And, you know, there's just so many movies where the rich person is the horrible person, you know, like cautionary tales about greed, about horrible things that rich people do to each other or, um, you know, bank robbers and everyone kills each other at the end to get the final money. Even, you know, like that um, amazing Netflix show, um, Squid Games, you know, and how what does that say to us about greed? So you might have a relationship with greed that's holding you back from making more money. You might think it's greedy for you to have more than you need. You might feel like it's greedy to have savings. You might feel like it's greedy to have good opportunities if other people are struggling. You might feel like it's greedy for you to have ease in your life. You might feel like it's greedy to spend money at the moment on, you know, it's greedy for you to have more than one thing. It's like I've got two laptops because I've got one in my office and and one that I carry around my bedroom sometimes. It's greedy for me to have more than I need. You know, you might have stuff around like it's unethical to have more than you need. So what's your relationship with greed? Because chances are you're not like an evil, greedy, rich person who's going to like, I don't know, do horrible things (laughs) and like screw everyone over. But the thought of doing that might be holding you back from doing something really simple, just sending an invoice. It's You might think it's greedy for you to ask for people to pay you or to chase up money that's owed to you or greedy to ask your friend to pay you back for that thing or pay, you know, to reimburse you for something. You might feel like it's greedy, yeah, to be reimbursed. It could be interesting to see where those little layers are for you around the word greed. And there's enough for you. You choose to be rich and ethical. You choose to be rich and generous. Rich doesn't have to mean greedy. And we can crowd that out. Let's create new stories around wealth and generosity. And, you know, look for examples like that of where people have used their money for good. And that will help you to do the things then in your business to make more money. All right. You are going to have an amazing, wealthy, generous week. And I will see you next week for another episode of Chill and Prosper. Take care. Thanks for listening to Chill and Prosper. Tell your friends to chill and prosper. Review and subscribe. We hope you had a very good time.